Good morning. From the newsroom of the Financial Times, today is Monday, December 17th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Today we'll be looking at a possible extraordinary general meeting at Nissan, substantial international investments from Qatar, and pressure from ExxonMobil investors to keep emissions down. Then the FT's Laura Noonan is here to tell us why investment bank bonuses look like they may be lower this year. I'm Eric Krupke, and here's the news you need to start your day. French carmaker Renault's chairman, Carlos Ghosn, is still in detention thanks to its Japanese partner, Nissan. Now Renault has urged Nissan's board to call an extraordinary general meeting today. Nissan and Renault are part of a now shaky alliance. Under that alliance, both companies have limited options to make changes at the board and senior management level. Calling an extraordinary general meeting would allow Renault to make a proposal for these changes. Otherwise, Renault will have to wait until June 2019. That's when Nissan has its next scheduled general meeting. Renault's acting chief executive Thierry Bolloré sent a letter to Nissan counterpoint Hiroto Saikawa over the weekend. Mr. Bolloré said he had deep concerns about the stability of the alliance, after the indictment of former Nissan chairman Carlos Ghosn. Nissan reported Mr. Ghosn to prosecutors over pay disclosures. The geopolitics of the Middle East are becoming increasingly complicated. Now, Qatar has indicated that it's ready to increase its international investments and donations. The country wants to bolster its overseas standing in the face of an embargo by its neighbors. That embargo has been going on for 18 months, and it's being led by Saudi Arabia. Qatar demanded the 18-month blockade against it was lifted at a gathering over the weekend called the Doha Forum. The emir of Qatar, Tamim bin Hamad al-Tani, said the only way to resolve the crisis between Qatar and the blockading countries was if they engaged in a dialogue. Saudi Arabia implemented the embargo last year after accusing Qatar of sponsoring Islamist extremism. It's a charge Doha denies. The embargo cuts off traditional import routes and closed down destinations for Qatar Airways. Now Qatar wants to show it's an important provider of finance to advanced economies. It pledged $500 million to various agencies of the UN. A group of shareholders is calling on ExxonMobil to set targets for cutting its greenhouse gas emissions. ExxonMobil is the largest listed oil company in the world. And the push is the latest sign of growing investor pressure on fossil fuel groups to do something about global warming. The group of shareholders are led by New York State and the Church of England. Exxon's pension funds have filed a proposal for the company's annual meeting next year. They're calling for its annual reports from 2020 to include targets for the short, medium, and long term on cutting emissions. The investors want to keep the targets in line with the Paris Climate Agreement. The agreement aims to keep the increase in global average temperature to well below 2 degrees Celsius. Other investors with a total of $1.9 trillion under management have signed on in support. And here's something you might want to know more about. Chief executives at investment banks have warned that the fourth quarter might not be as good as some hoped. And that's hitting them at home, particularly when it comes to bonuses. Worries about Chinese economic growth, global trade tensions, and Brexit have made markets extremely volatile. The FT's Laura Noonan is here to tell us what effect that'll have on bankers' pay packets this year. 
FT readers probably more than most love a good story about bonuses on Wall Street. So we always try to find out how things are looking. As we head into this year, I mean, this year was actually looking like it was going to be a pretty good bonus season earlier in the year. So the investment banks had a really strong first half to the year and there was all these headlines about investment banks are back, bonuses are back, this is going to be a great year. Then as we progressed through the third and fourth quarter, we could see that the markets were turning a lot more difficult for investment banks. So in the third quarter, the earnings weren't as good. And then in the fourth quarter, we've had some banks warning about how all of the volatility that we've seen what's happened on the stock markets in particular in the last few weeks has been some really bad days for Wall Street, a lot of volatility. That makes it harder for investment banks to make money. So we thought that's probably going to impact on the bonuses paid. So what did you find out in your reporting about bonuses this year? It's not going to be the kind of bonus season we thought it was going to be a few months back, so especially for the fourth quarter. I think the fourth quarter has been better for some banks than for others. We think bonuses will probably be best overall at the at, through the big US banks, Goldman Sachs, JP Morgan and Morgan Stanley. That's where the most positive noises are coming. Bank of America and Citi we would expect to be paying a bit less overall. But there's a real sense that people don't know how bad things are going to get yet. This is a very unusual economic cycle, a very unusual market cycle. So if there was a view that this was just two months which were difficult and we will get into 2019 and all will be good again, then I think people would pay. I think there would be higher bonuses. But the fear is we don't know how 2019 is shaping up. There's a very, there are some very real risks out there, particularly in the US economy. Also, when you think about China, when you think about Europe, when you think about the Brexit uncertainty. So I think because people don't know what's going to happen in 2019, they're kind of cognizant that they should be cautious. There's also an appreciation that in the aftermath of the financial crisis, investors have been holding banks to a much higher standard of accountability. And investors really want to see banks who are paying in a way which is consistent with long-term outlook and kind of having um, a responsible attitude to pay. So I think people know that if they were to make big bonus increases in a year when things did tail off towards the end of the year, that would get a lot of resistance from investors. I think they're definitely mindful of that as well. And are there certain divisions that are expected to do better than others? Yes, so we're talking about investment bank only here. And as we look across those fixed income currencies and commodities, that's trading things like bonds, currencies, that's expected to be hit pretty hard. So when you have a lot of volatility around the big macro themes, clients get scared to trade currency, they get scared to trade bonds because the prices have been moving so fast, that hits the fixed income currencies and commodities. Equities actually had a very strong start to the year and equities is expected to finish the year better than fixed income. So equities bankers should do better. Then if you think about the investment banking or the advisory side, M&A has had a good year. And I mean, we've, so at the end of September, we had the best first nine months of deal making ever. So I think M&A bankers will get paid pretty well. Equity capital markets bankers, so these are the people who help the firms to raise money through initial offerings. They did very well in the first half of the year less well now. So I think that will be a bit more mixed. So it's kind of a mixed picture, but it will also vary across firms. And what does all of this mean for the average investor? I think the average investor should be glad that banks aren't going to make massive payouts just to hang on to people because the issue of kind of being disciplined around payoffs is something that investors have been very cognizant of. I think that the fact that banks are being disciplined and restrained should probably reassure investors that banks are. So one of the big challenges for banks is always trying to share the spoils between investors and between these big people, these people who bring in the money. And banks have often argued that they have to pay outside salaries and outside bonuses to hang on to these people. And it's effectively a zero-sum game because if 
you know, if you had four banks on the street who were going to increase bonuses by a big double digit number this year, that would effectively force the fifth bank to do it to keep pace with that or else they would lose talent. Now you see everyone taking a more disciplined and a more restrained approach to it. I think that's something which investors will welcome. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. Today, we'll follow the start of the last full trading week for the year on the U.S. stock market. After banking and retail stocks ended up in a bear market last week, they're down 20% from their peak. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for all the latest business news. Hi, this is Matt and Sean from Two Black Guys with good credit. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024.